Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Seven minutes after 8 o'clock on Saturday morning. Welcome to Green and Growing. I'm Ashley Frasca. I've got Brent with me. I've got Shaney B with me. And we have another hour to go. And I'm loving the guests I have on today. I'm live in the studio. This is not a pre-recorded show. Um, but I'm loving having, you know, Becky Griffin this morning from the University of Georgia talking about some great ways to discover new varieties of plants and planning ahead for 2022. And I also linked um, onto my Facebook page. When you search Facebook, search Green and Growing WSB. Uh, put the link there to the Great Georgia Pollinator Census website that she promotes with us frequently throughout the year. Um, but resources for educators. Oh, my goodness. I love the STEM work that they're doing and lesson plans for teachers already made out. So check out Facebook, Green and Growing WSB. Um, and I think someone did call and ask if I post any of my show information online. That's going to be the best place is that Facebook page. I do not have a website yet uh, with show notes or anything. I don't know that I'm going to do that. But someone that I could call if I needed help on how to start a website is Joe Lample. (laughs) Because joegardner.com is one of the best gardening websites. And walterreeves.com, two of my faves, two that are bookmarked, guaranteed. (laughs) Good, good, good. So welcome back. I'm glad you're with us this morning, Joe. Uh, Having a great conversation. Of course, we always do. Like. For those of you who don't realize, Joe and I have known each other now for a number of years, thanks to Walter. And when I would guest host the Lawn and Garden show when Walter would be out, Joe would oftentimes come in and sit with me and help, you know, facilitate. I was just the moderator. um, And you would really be the one to answer the caller's questions and things. But our friendship, I hope, comes through on the radio because we were really, really friends. I admire Joe so much. And so we're just having a good time. I mean, y'all are eavesdropping on a conversation that... Joe and I would probably be having on the phone. <laughs> those are the best. Yes. dropping on those conversations. Yes. Absolutely. Exactly. Well said, Ashley. And now what I loved is, you know, when you knew that I was getting the show and taking over for Walter, um, you and your staff were so kind in reaching out to me and really making sure I had some resources, I had my footing and all of that stuff. And I was so proud to then discover the Joe Gardner Online Gardening Academy. And I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not just talking, oh, go on Joe's website and watch PowerPoint slides and you'll learn a lot. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that's not it. Master Seed Starting is my favorite. Um, but mm-hmm. tell folks about how you do these modules and these classes and how they can maybe gift one to themselves or gift one to the gardener that they love for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that came about because, you know, as much information as we were cranking out, um, people really wanted to go deeper on some content, such as, you know, how to start seeds at a, at a, from a beginner to an advanced. Uh, so we thought, well, what, how can we do that? And so we started thinking, well, you know, creating an online platform with online learning these days, it's easier than ever. So we started rolling up our sleeves and creating a syllabus and an outline and what we thought we needed to cover. And, and with our, with our, access to our media through our television cameras and through our microphones and everything. I mean, we have everything that we need to create a a total immersion experience with online learning with video and, you know, PowerPoint keynote and, um, you know, the accessibility of that these days is easier than ever. So we're about four years in now to the, on the online gardening Academy, um, five courses currently available with new ones in production right now. But Master Seed Starting is by far our, uh, our students' favorite and most popular because they just love the 
uh, experience and everything that they've learned. And we hear every day from people that thought they knew everything about seed starting that have learned a lot since then. And now they've got more seedlings than they know what to do with. So that's coming up. The the relaunch of that is uh, late January. But the best way to to learn more about that is, again, joegardener.com slash learn will take you to the, the landing page for the academy. And if people want to be notified when the course goes live so that they can decide then whether or not they want to enroll, that's just joegardener.com slash notify. Okay. And that's all they need to know. Gosh, that's really simple. And I mean, they they could. They could set it up, pay for the course for themselves or someone else and be ready. And there are topics that are probably going to be of interest to everyone. And Joe, I know this one, this was another good one, but I know this isn't timely right now but the growing epic tomatoes one like uh, you i could tell had so much fun with that course too uh, that was a unique one because we part i partnered with craig lahulier the craig dr craig lahulier author of the best-selling book called epic tomatoes and we created that course together and so i went to his place in outside of Asheville, north carolina three or four times and he came down here for the same and we had a ball talking about two friends yucking it up and, <laughs> and teaching as we go and that was it, and uh, a really wonderful experience. But that one relaunches on the heels of, Ma- of, of Master Seed starting, so that'll be a February relaunch. And um, so, yeah. You know, and I think um, if if COVID did no good at all, one good thing or bright spot that did come out of it, and for me too, I mean, that being my first year hosting this show, mm-hmm. I wasn't able to go out and do the classes and really, you know, community-engaged stuff I would have otherwise done, but really hunkering down and learning from the computer, almost putting yourself in a classroom. Um, Mm -hmm. I I love that now that's kind of where the trend is going when folks want to learn. You know, they can find YouTube videos Mm -hmm. and all of that kind of thing. But that trend lends itself so well to how you have prepared these online courses. Um, You work at your own pace. You know, you, you can go back and look at different modules if you need to learn things again. And once you've signed up, you do always have access to that one course. Yeah, it's lifetime access, but I think okay. the thing that differentiates us and, and, and what really sets us apart, same thing, but is the um, ongoing access to, to me and my team afterwards through weekly office hours. So it's basically live Zoom calls for the students of that course, typically once a week through that season, and they submit their questions in advance, and then we get on for about 90 minutes every week. Uh, you know, scheduled ahead of time, and we hang out, and I go through those questions, and we talk about it, we share screens, and it's it's most people's like a lot of people in the in the course say they come for the content and stay for the community, and that's oh. part of the community access to it. Is we don't just we don't just offer the course, we offer the experience ongoing, and then as we update it, they've got that access, and they don't get cut off from the office hours. If they're a student in the course, they can be taking office hours five years from now from that course. And there's never, you know, we're never coming back to them. Hey, it's time to up and renew your tuition. No, yeah. just, that was a one-time thing. And, it, you know, it works. Gosh, so organized. I mean, it's a well-oiled machine. So joegardner.com slash learn to get to that. And also another link, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this, but that I found <laughs> really good on your website, joegardner.com slash gift guide. Um, and I tried to do oh. that for folks a couple weeks ago. Here's the books that I like. Here's some of the garden mm-hmm. tools that I, so that's kind of much the same, right? As far as some of your great gift ideas for folks who are beating their head against the wall, like I don't know what to get them. 
Uh, yeah, it, it, or for themselves. It's yes, a curated list. Yes. You know, they could they could share that with the person that say, what do you want for Christmas or the holidays this year? And they could just give them that link. But that's something that we continue to refine every year. We look, you know, it's something we started years ago. And each year we go through it and we refine it and update it and re- refresh the links and get rid of stuff that just isn't relevant anymore. But uh, it's updated for this year. And I know we're coming on quick and fast and furiously into the season we're there, but uh, there's still time. But that list will give anybody that's kind of stuck on what to do or what to get uh, a, a, a list of great ideas, including a separate section for best books, you know, favorite reads and so forth. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a yeah. great resource. So I'll share that on the Green and Growing Facebook page as well. Great. Um, a couple of minutes before you leave, I'm speaking with Joe Lample, Joe Gardner, uh, joegardner.com, and, of course, the television show Growing a Greener World. So that's the website yeah. there. Um, us talking, you know, you're talking about yucking it up with friends and people in the industry. And uh, I know you've had conversations and I just brought this up to you. Um, Doug Tallamy, who is well known mm-hmm. in the industry as well. And kind of that thought process of you and I wanting to talk about natives and being conscientious mm-hmm. gardeners and things like that. And really him putting out the book that he did, Nature's Best Hope, really yeah. is a new approach to um, conservation, you know, and the way we should garden. So I want to talk to you about what are some of your favorite like ecological practices as far as what you put into place when you're planting your garden, Joe, or doing your yep. landscape? Yep. And, I'll, uh, you know, kudos to Doug. Yeah. He's, he's really blazing a path and getting us to think uh, smarter about what we do. So when I'm making a plant choice, for example, and I'm going to do a shrub or a tree, what shrub or tree can I plant that's going to please me uh, and at the same time, serve wildlife. Because if you think about pollinators and beneficial insects, they've co-evolved with these native plants that have, that have been indigenous to the same area. And they depend on that for their food source and their shelter and their nectar and their pollen. And, and you know, we need to be thinking about what are those plants and trees that we can plant that serve not only ourselves, but them as well. Because in the face of habitat destruction and, you know, encroachment and, the things that are happening out there, it's incumbent upon us, I feel, that we we're mindful of that. And so we can do our part to help that along. And again, there's a lot of beautiful, amazing native trees and shrubs and perennials out there that serve, you know, our our aesthetic needs as Mm -hmm. well as providing those important resources for wildlife. And so that's number one. And then, well, that's that right there. I'll stop and, and take a breath and let you, I don't know if you have a follow-up question of that, but that's a big one right there. That's perfect. Being good stewards. And when we come back, I want to ask you in this thought of, you know, conservation gardening and being mindful of the environment, the impact that we leave on the environment as well. I want you to define for me because, you know, there's keywords and trendy words in gardening and folks that are just new to gardening who listen to the show who are discovering who you are or people that already knew you know joe gardner for years and they're just discovering my show biodiversity and what that means and why that does not have to really be a big intimidating you know word or concept for folks so we'll have a few more minutes with joe lample here we'll be right back you're listening to ashley frasca it's green and growing on wsb The update on your weekend weather brought to you by Finley Roofing. You've heard it said around lunchtime today, those thunderstorms are going to be rolling through. So please stay weather aware throughout the day today with the heavy rain and thunderstorms that we're going to see this afternoon. 90% chance of rain. Most of us, we're going to to get doused. Um, But that brings through mostly sunny skies tomorrow. And then through Monday, highs are going to stay around the mid to upper 50s. 
404-872-0750, the number to get in here on Green and Growing. And uh, Joe Lample called that number, and lo and behold, here he has been with us for the last hour, and I am so grateful for that. Um, we have. We've covered a lot of topics with the listeners, Joe, and I appreciate your knowledge and your time more than you know. Um, but I wanted to kind of put you on the spot because you are such a wise gardener and such a conscientious and curious gardener, uh, biodiversity and us talking about, you know, being conscious of planting and natives and pollinators and things like that. What does that mean mm. to you, biodiversity? Oh, man. Okay. Thanks for putting me on the spot. Yeah. But I, I'm good with that. I use that word a lot, too. And I think we hear it and we don't really stop to think what that really means. And to me, and I'm just going to wing it here, but I think about breaking that down and the root word is diversity. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, if you if you think about monoculture or monocropping versus a diverse environment, that's a healthier ecosystem because diversity draws in um, more wildlife that's going to help us. Because Mother Nature, let me tell you what, she's got it figured out. 97% of the insects out there are beneficial or neutral. They're not pests. So the more of those that we can draw in as an example, the more diverse that growing environment that is under our watch the healthier our environment's going to be. And so, you know, above ground, just talking about those pollinators and those beneficial predatory insects is an example. But also along the way, in that diverse environment, we're attracting uh, more caterpillars, which are going to feed more birds. And so if we're trying to attract more birds, we need to do that by creating a more diverse environment that's bringing in their food sources. And while we're there, we need to be more conscientious about, how we're taking care of those things under our watch. So that's where the bio part comes in. What are we doing to keep our gardens healthy and our soil thriving so those plants can grow and be productive and bountiful? Well, we need to think about compost and what we're putting into the soil to make it that environment. And what are we using to control that 3% club of those insects and, and that are actually pests? Mm-hmm. You know, what are we using to to, to control them. Are we manually picking them off? Are we just r- routinely reaching for a chemical that's going to spray and kill them? But in addition, everything else, because most of those chemicals yeah. are non-selective, they're broad spectrum. So they don't know the difference between the good guys and the bad guys. So I, it's just thinking outside the, the garden box and what doing what we can do to be better stewards. I love our pets and I hate this expression, but there's more than one way to skin a cat. So you're absolutely yeah. right. Chemicals and sprays are right. not the number one go-to. There are so many other ways to combat some of these issues. Joe Lample, thank you so much for your time today. I really hope that we helped you out, introduced maybe some new folks to you. Uh, tell us again where to find you. JoeGardener.com is a great place on Instagram. I'm at Joe Gardener. And I'm posting from my garden and my travels a lot. And so that would be two good places to start. And we're lucky, guys. He's a national host, a national television show host, but he's based right here in Metro Atlanta. So, Joe, Merry Christmas. Thank you again. Mm. You too, Ashley. Thanks for having me. Let's do it again soon. Oh, I hope so. Absolutely fantastic time in the garden with Joe. And we'll have some adventures coming up this spring together, no doubt. Coming up on 830, up next... Pike Nursery with some landscape design ideas, winterizing your garden, some tips that you may need to know. Coming up, stay tuned. It's Greeny Growing on WSB. Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB.
Welcome back to the show. Wow, I don't know if all of you, uh, your brains are exploding with uh, the the litany of topics that Joe Lample and I just covered in that last hour. Holy cow, I felt a little uh, ADD because I just wanted to ask him about so many things, but I think he handled all of my uh, questions so well, and we had kind of a a linear, logical conversation with so many hot topics um, in the gardening world right now. So my thanks to him. Up next, I'm excited to have my guest, Brian Albini, back with us, calling this morning, of course, from Pike Nursery. Good morning. Welcome back, Brian. Good morning, Ashley. So good to be here today. I am glad you are, sir. And with the exception of today, I think we're going to have folks stay out of the garden today. They can still shop in the nursery because it's indoors. They can still be working in the shed or in the garage on some things. Um, But generally speaking, it is still, I mean, there's always a reason to be active in the garden, right? It doesn't matter that it's cold and rainy. There's something to be done all the time. Oh, yeah. There's always, always something you can be doing out there playing in the dirt. Absolutely. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit today about winterizing the garden. Um, We have had Mm -hmm. some really unseasonably warm weather, which has been fantastic for folks who still want to stay out in the garden and they're enjoying their time kind of tidying things up. Um, But once we start thinking about getting into those really cold nights where temperatures dip down to freezing, I want folks to have a pen and paper because some of the things Brian's going to tell you are going to be really good things to want to wish you had done. Uh, You know, so now we're we're giving them too early. But give us some tips, just general ideas of what we think about when we're winterizing our garden. Oh, of course. Yeah, I always love getting out there and and, um, tidying up. I call it putting the garden to bed for winter. Um, and, and, you know, some of those things are the basics, like turning off your sprinklers. Um, another good one is to put your hose away, put your sprayers away, make sure that, you know, there's no little water in there that can get uh, frozen and, and break those things. And then you're not going to be able to use them in the spring. But um, some of the other basics are, you know, cover up your grill, um, drain the, the fuel from your mower's tank before you store that for winter. You know, another great thing that kind of uh, ties into what Joe is talking about is composting your fallen leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even raking those into a corner so you give your pollinators a good place to overwinter and to, to hang out. You know, and so many of you probably have, you know, cobwebs on the rake in the back of the garage or the back of the shed. You're like, oh, I use my leaf blower all the time. I don't even use a rake anymore. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I would still have that rake handy. Grab you one at Pike Nursery if it's broken, if the prongs are broken, or it's just broken right off of the handle. Because you're right, Brian, that's going to be a better way to really start to tidy things up, get the leaves. And you can be a little more selective when you're raking, of course, right? We don't want to be raking in diseased leaves or uh, things mm-hmm. left over in the yard from the dog, if you know what I mean. Kind of rake, get that nice, healthy pile of leaves and start composting it. So simple. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now's the time to start. Now, so, um, do you personally mm-hmm. shred your leaves? And if so, how do you do it? So one thing that I do is I will uh, kind of put my leaves into a little bit of a pile mm-hmm. and then I'll, I'll hit them with the lawnmower and then I'll rake them up and I'll put them in my compost bin. Um, I've also heard of a method where you can put your leaves into an old garbage can and use a weed eater and uh, go at them with the weed eater to break them down a little bit. And then you can either spread them around, um, you know, uh, under the mulch in your beds, or you can, you know, compost them. That's perfect. That is a great idea. Yeah, you don't have to invest money in this crazy power tool 
piece of equipment to do it. There's simple ways to get that done. Okay, now thinking about plant-related things that we need to be doing mm-hmm. or can be doing, you know, I mean, winter still allows us to garden. I'm thinking some of these things, Brian, really all I may need is a small trowel, uh, maybe oh, yeah. maybe a big shovel, and a good set of pruners. Still, 12 months out of the year, a good set of pruners. How can I use those three things right now? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, now's still a great time to plant bulbs. Um, and that's part of the fun part of, of winter is you, you plant these things and you don't see anything for the next few months. And then all of a sudden um, it's uh, it's go time and you start to see these little green, um, you know, uh, leaves start to pop up out of the ground. So planting bulbs is great. Winter is a great time to plant trees and shrubs. So um, no reason not to get trees in the ground or shrubs in the ground. Um, you know, breaking up the dirt and giving them some time to get acclimated before the spring growing season and kind of gives them a head start to to be able to survive our summer a little bit better. Um, and you can always, you know, winter is a great time to prune trees back. The sap isn't flowing as much. And, you know, that's, a, you know, typically the best time to, to do any major pruning on your trees. Yeah, definitely. When you see the winter silhouette and the leaves have, you know, come off the tree, you can really get a good look for what branches are crossing one another, maybe mm-hmm. limbs or branches in the middle that have died out uh, that aren't doing anybody any good. But it's hard to see those. It's hard to get to those when, when the it's, you know, fully leafed out. So you're absolutely right. Um, properly storing our pruners, getting the right size pruners, things like that. And Brian, mm-hmm. this is funny as far as things you could be planting right now. I was with somebody mm-hmm. the other day and they're like, wow, look at those pansies. They're so tiny. Those are the littlest pansies I've ever seen. And I'm like... Violas, right? But I mean, uh-huh. now, somebody asked me, is it too late to plant those? I don't think so. What do you think? I don't think so either. I think have at it. You know, honestly, I haven't planted mine yet. Um, you, you know, we know. go through our busy fall season and, and winters when I catch up. So I need to get mine in the ground too. So I don't think it's too late. Um, and, you know, there's there's a few other things like perennials, you know, um, helleborus. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and get your Lenten roses in the ground. Um, even some of the uh, the interesting foliage uh, perennials like uh, coral bells, things like that. Yeah. Oh, gosh, those are all fantastic ideas. And, too, I just thought of this, too. You know, we're talking about uh, getting everything, you know, putting everything to bed. And here I am putting up Christmas decorations, and it's like, what, December 11th? Yeah, and I'm still doing Mm -hmm. that. But I still have Mm -hmm. that pumpkin on the front stoop as well. So I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. okay, time to move out with the fall stuff. Um, I I mean, I'm going to ask your preference, but um, I've got woods behind the house, and I'm going to chuck that pumpkin over into the woods because deer and rabbit are back there like crazy. So might that be a good snack for them if we've kind of, you know, expended the gourds that we had outside? Yes, absolutely. Deer love to eat the pumpkin. And, um, and you know, that's another, I don't know if it's, you know, a, a tip or not, but I did it this way, mainly because it was a good activity for me and my kids to do. But we smashed our pumpkin and put it in the compost pile. That's um, cool, too. I don't, I don't know how well it'll break up, but, <laughs> you know, we the kids had fun smashing it. Oh, that and was so, so messy, wasn't it? It was, but I got uh, you know a good thirty minutes of uh, active time out of it. I love it. That's a great <laughs> idea, Brian. So speaking with Brian Albini from Pike Nursery, um, in one of my favorite sections of the store, of course, the bird section, and in my town lake store, it's off over to the left. Uh, feed the birds, mm-hmm. fill the feeders, suet cakes, mm-hmm. all of that kinds of thing. They need 
the energy to get through the winter. Um, and still, you know, we can use a bird bath. Just make sure you don't do what I did one year, and it's a glass bird bath, and then it froze and it mm-hmm. cracked. And yeah, sad story. But y'all have a huge selection of bird baths. Now, I want to talk about landscape design because you mentioned yeah. earlier. You know, it's a good time to plant a tree. Of course, it is. Uh, but either I don't have the time, or I just don't have the skill, or maybe I have a lot of trees that I want to get planted. I think I can call you guys and you can help with that. Absolutely. Yeah, my favorite winter task is is getting a landscape design done. I mean, now's the time where you start to dream about the uh, what's going to happen in the spring. So mm-hmm. now is really, you know, the best time to beat the spring rush. And I was I think I was telling you earlier if you know, if you're calling in February to get a landscape design, we're already a month into the spring rush. We're already booking out into April. Wow. So now is really a great time to go ahead and call in. You know, it's a four ninety nine design fee, and you know we come out to your yard and we you know we meet with you and spend time with you and really get to know what you're looking to uh, to accomplish. And we put together a design, a roadmap that's drawn to scale that you can use for you know this year or the next few years if you want to phase things in. So four ninety nine for a design, and it's literally like a blueprint of what can go where. Mm-hmm. Y'all have taken into account. You know, in a conversation with me walking through my garden, you've taken into account how much sunshine I get in that particular area, the drainage. Like y'all's minds see all of that when maybe mine doesn't, right? Yes, we do. We see, yeah, we take into consideration all those factors. And um, I tell my clients all the time, I'm not afraid to to be a dream squasher if I have to. Uh, I, I, I sometimes have to give a lot of advice that is counter to what they want to do, but will yield uh, a much better result and, and save money because you're not wasting money on plants that aren't, in, aren't going to survive in that atmosphere. Right. No, I mean, uh, yeah, you got to be realistic and you're not wasting the customer's money. You would feel terrible doing that. I think that, you know, by doing a, a four ninety nine design, you save so much more money than by, um, you know, just going to the nursery and buying something you like the look of that week and it not surviving. Um, so it's really a, it's a it's a good investment and it pays off in the end. And, you know, we can even you know, we have uh, landscape install partners that can do the work for you. So you can get the design done. Uh, and if you do an install with us and if the uh, plants and mulch and soils come to over three thousand dollars, that design fee, that four ninety nine is rebated. So oh, at that good. point, it's a free design. Oh, nice. Wow. That's fantastic. So, yeah, I mean, I mean 3000 that's easy to get to. You can get to that quite quickly, like you said, with the soil, the trees, and the lifetime guarantee, too. I mean, I'm paying a lot of money sometimes for trees or shrubs, but y'all put them in, I put them in, it doesn't matter. They die, mm-hmm. I can I can get a replacement at Pike Nursery. Absolutely. Yeah, our lifetime guarantees on our trees and shrubs, and, you know, that says two things. It says, A, we're, we're willing to stand behind our work, but... B, you know, that's the type of quality plant that we bring into the nursery and our, our growers and our buyers. And, you know, that's the, the just the quality that we work with, that we, we believe in it that much. Yeah. And I, I'm very organized and I know some gardeners are. I keep uh, receipts in my mm-hmm. garden bench drawer in a Ziploc bag. So I always and I'll keep the plant tags, too, you know, so I remember what blueberry variety I have or whatever. So keep that. And, you know, know Mm -hmm. what you've got in the garden. But a design is a great gift idea. Any new homeowner on your list, maybe this is their first Christmas in a new home, or gifting it to your spouse. Brian, I love that you said, get on the books now, because spring is going to be here before we know it, and we want to get on y'all's schedule. Absolutely. Yeah, if you you book now, you'll be able to 
beat the spring rush. Um, if you're waiting until late January, early February, you know, our designs are already booked out and our installs are already booked out into March and April at that point. Wow. So but by, by getting a design done now, you can really take advantage of, uh, of getting in before the spring and then you can enjoy it instead of uh, having to work on it and stress right. about it. So where do I learn more <laughs> about uh, the design and installation process? You can go to our website, pikenursery.com backslash services, and uh, we have all our information up there, including, you know, all about the design service, the pick and plant service, the, um, you know, in any of our 15 Georgia store locations. Um, So, yeah, stop by our website and you can um, see what we have. Well, Brian, you've been fantastic. And, hey, thanks for the idea about the pumpkin, too, with the kids. I think that was great. But reach out to Brian and his team. You won't regret it. Like you said, kick back in the spring and you'll be ahead of your neighbors. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Ashley. Have a great day. You, too. Have a Merry Christmas. We'll be right back with the top three things to do in the landscape this weekend. It's 95.5 WSB. Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. The news, weather, and traffic team will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get back to work on time and informed. Now back to Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. Yeah, the thunderstorms are going to start rolling in, folks, around lunchtime today. So heavy rain, thunder showers throughout the afternoon. You may want to plan your indoor activities right now. But then sunny skies are back on Sunday and Monday. Today we're high. We're looking at a high in the low 70s. Green, green and growing. Ashley Frasca's top three things to do this weekend. Boy, between Becky Griffin, Joe Lample, and Brian Albini, so many great guests on the show today. And thinking about planning ahead for 2022. Yeah, time to really sit back and reflect on your successes and your failures in the garden. So keep a journal. Reach out to the landscape design team and really get the garden of your dreams right now. Get on the books. Uh, properly store seeds because you know you're going to want to start those in February, March. Clean all of your things, as you heard Brian say. You know, you're going to want to empty the gas, the fuel out of some of those mowers, clean the pruners, the gas, electric equipment, keep it in tip top shape for next year. That's number one. Number two, cut back things that have withered at this point. Perennials that, uh, are, of course, are finished blooming. Mexican petunia, canna lilies. Pastas, elephant ears, white ginger lily. Now is a good time to do all of that. And number three, inspect your hellebores, your Lenten rose. That's one of those good perennials that Brian said you could plant right now. Um, But I had a listener, Shannon, on the Facebook page who said hers looked like they were turning black and may have hellebore black death. I hope that's not the case. Um, But if some of them died back stem by stem, you've got some black markings on the stems and the veins of the leaves. Proper identification and Prevention could be tricky if that's, in fact, what it is. It's somewhat of a a newer problem with hellebores, but uh, easy plant to replace. And if yours look fine, now's a good time to just clip away the ratty-looking leaves and wait for the new green growth. And really quickly, from the Farmer's Almanac, I pull this up from time to time. Hey, did you know December 10th and 11th are great times to uh, cut your hair to increase growth, cut firewood, kill plant pests, and even dig holes, which is perfect because now is the time to plant trees and shrubs. So my thanks to Becky and Joe, Brian, Brent and Shaney B for being here with me this morning. Always a great time. I'm making room for the incomparable Dave Baker and the Home Fix-It Show coming up next. Have a great Saturday. Bye. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs 
Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.